Hello everybody and welcome back. I am so excited to get to talk to you today about the movie Elemental. If you caught yesterday's program, you'd remember that I talked about Carl's date being the little short movie ahead of Elemental and honestly it was probably the best part about this whole movie because Elemental is it's a little bit of a loaded canon with some of the subjects that are addressed in this and though it's aimed at young children I don't know if that's necessarily the target audience. Even with the content, I know this is going to be very controversial, I gave it a an, an innocent rating which I really debated on with some of the topics that are addressed in this one. But I think with parental explanations and things like that or just the avoidance of this one as a whole, you may be wondering what I gave it. Score-wise, Elemental did just get a 4.25, so a score of four and a quarter out of ten on the deputy scale. That falls right in the low end of watchable but forgettable, and I'm going to kind of get into that a little bit more here. With Elemental, it's about a young daughter named Ember. Her parents emigrated to Element City from a long ways away, and so she is just trying to make them proud. They run a little shop there in Element City, and so they're trying to just bring her up so she could take over everything but the thing is she has a huge problem with her temper. She just blows her top literally and just loses it. Even just little things she has like no coping skills whatsoever. I mean that's kind of a side note but the movie doesn't really address that a whole lot of why she has these issues with her anger. It shows that I mean as the story goes on she does calm down but that's not really part of that. But basically she's trying to make them proud by just playing her part and helping tend to the store and it's really important to her family to just re be familiar with the old ways and do things the old ways and very stay very true to traditions and things like that and in situations such as this that can be very difficult to do. Well in one of the ways that she's trying to do it there's going to be this big sale coming up and her dad has left her in charge of the store. So she's so excited and she's getting ready to get ready for the store and she blows up over just something like this over something little again and in doing so she ends up bringing in an inspector unexpectedly as you can imagine and the thing is this inspector is water and if you haven't quite caught on yet or not that you really could I don't know what I'm saying here but the with Ember she is fire so that's her element if you have I mean I hadn't really explained that yet but with her name being Ember I was kind of hoping maybe people got it but I just need to be a little bit more clearer on some of that. That might help. Wake up, Jen. <laughs> but so yeah, the inspector that comes in is actually water and as you can imagine fire and water don't mix. And so the rest of the, the story as it plays out it goes along what her story was growing up, what his story was growing up, the fact that they do kind of fall in love and they're trying to figure out how they can be together with being two opposing elements just kind of how that is all playing out with their families and everything and that's it's one of the situations with their families that gets a little bit sticky is not sticky in the literal sense is this the family is made of water and it would wash it away but you, in the more metaphorical sense but it addresses the fact that when she, when ember meets his family she, she also meets siblings and one of the siblings who they start to introduce her as a sister they go back on it and they kind of dance around it a little bit but that she's a non-binary character now for those unfamiliar with this modern uh, subculture of sorts i'm trying to say it without saying it or without getting my show banned <laughs> 
but uh, non-binary are people that I don't that do not identify as a male or a female. Now, as you can imagine, that's more than a little bit strange. And like I said, it's almost a side note in the story, but they make it prevalent enough it, just in that short scene that you just can't quite get it out of your head. And between the temper issues and some of those issues that are addressed and then kind of how they get around sneaking around some of the things and stuff that are going on so that her father's store doesn't get shut down and they're he, they're trying to help each other re-experience memories and overall the story it tries to have good flow it really does it just it never quite finds its footing and like I said it's a cute story it's just not necessarily aimed at a young crowd and unless you really want to try to explain to your kids what a non-binary character is or how they're trying to perceive this family member. I mean, I, yeah, it's good. It puts parents in an awkward position when you have a movie such as this. And it puts adults in an awkward position because, I mean, I'm almost 50 years old and I don't even want to try to explain this to people because it's like, what in the world? I just don't get it. And Eventually, it all comes full circle. As you can imagine, in the Element City, you've got air, you've got earth, you've got fire, you've got water. And how they all kind of intermingle and live together and work together. Like I said, it ends up coming full circle in the end, but the story just feels like it's missing something. It, it feels like they're giving you too much and not enough at the same time. They're like overwhelming you with information, with all of this stuff just in your face. And at the same time, you're just kind of left... Ugh at the end of the day. Now, now that that's a great description, but I don't really know how else to put this. There's... <laughs> the most important part of the story actually comes at the end, and I'm trying to think how to do this without giving it away. But the best part of the story is probably the last 10 minutes, as weird as that sounds. Ember is able to work things out with her dad, and she's able to get things under control. Like I, like I said, it doesn't really address that a whole lot, but it does touch on it just a little bit and doing something that is very true to their ancestors and true to their culture something happens at the end of the movie and it was honestly the most heartwarming part of the entire movie but i don't know if it's worth sitting through the rest to get to it that's going to be entirely up to you now mind you you may absolutely love this movie and great if you do but there's just something about stories like this that just where there's a story to it and there's a story that's told but it just doesn't seem to deliver. I mean, it doesn't have the the the, ha the traditional happy ending that Disney Pixar gives us. It doesn't have the the warm fuzzies at the end and all of that. And I guess because of them just trying to tackle too much with the story and then just the way that they address some of the issues that are going on, which I only touched on a couple of them here. Yeah, I, I honestly would really hesitate to recommend this one. But like I said, if this is one that you want to check out when it comes on Disney Plus or whatever, check out maybe the first five ten minutes and then the last five ten minutes of the movie and that'll give you the biggest gist of the whole story as a whole without dealing with all the crap in between so ultimately like i said that's going to be up to you i as i've been starting to address with my movie reviews i like to acknowledge if there's dedications or in loving memory ofs things like that that are in the end of the credits i think if they take the time to actually put them in the credits i want to take the time to address these and so it's towards the end of the credits i want to give each of these proper dedication and please forgive me if 
any of these are your friends, family members, etc. And I do mispronounce the names. It is not intentional, so please forgive me on that. But it has a dedication to say, in appreciation of Miss Renee, in loving memory of Ralph Eggleston, in loving memory of Thomas Gonzalez, in loving memory of Amber Martorelli, in loving memory of J. Garrett Sheldrew. After all of those, it says, Thank you, Mom and Dad, for all the sacrifices that you made for our family. When it lists their names of Young Taksan and Hie Jason. Again, I apologize if I did mispronounce those. And then at the very end of the credits, it says, With deep appreciation to all of those who help us burn brightly. Now that is probably the biggest part of the movie that I am just 100% on board with because we all have those people in our lives that just help us burn brightly and help reignite the fire, sometimes even when we lose it ourselves. And maybe that's the most important part of this story or the biggest thing that you could take away from it is just remembering and appreciating those who help you burn the brightest because we all have somebody, even it may, maybe we've met them, maybe we haven't met them yet in our lives, but there's always going to be that somebody that actually helps us burn brighter than we ever have before. I'm lucky enough that I have found mine and my husband, our son, and my sister. And so that, they keep me burning pretty bright. <laughs> sometimes by throwing gasoline on the fire. And sometimes just by shielding it from the wind and keeping it burnt out. So, and till the next time, I hope you have had fun coming along with me on this journey. Please like and subscribe so that I can share more of these great movie reviews with you. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye.